0: Happy Holidays! Episode 19 of the Struggle Play Podcast.
1: Are here, my world is filled with cheer and you. This Christmas, and as I look around, your eyes outshine the town they do. This Christmas, fireside blazing bright.
0: oh shit we got the struggle plate that don't really sound right we got the struggle plate in this the struggles in this yeah the struggles in this bitch what what oh shit the struggles in this bitch it doesn't really Either way, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. This is episode 19 of the Struggle Play Podcast. You know how to play some of that Donnie Hathaway this Christmas. Hold on. And this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. so y'all it is the holidays i'm excited sort of kind of not really you know excited that it is the holidays but like not excited on what i'll be doing for the holidays not saying what i'll be doing is bad and terrible and trash because i will spend time with my family out here in denver but um still i'm technically working all throughout the holidays no days off um and sometimes the holidays can make Doug a little sad. Aww. Yeah, just a little bit, but I'll live. I've made it. Um, The reason why it can sometimes make me a little bit sad is because I can't remember the last time I had a real family-style Christmas. Aww. Um, I told y'all before that my parents were divorced. They got divorced when I was in college, and... We used to show the hell out for Christmas, man. And (laughs) I remember my first Christmas as a fully grown adult with a college degree fresh out of school. I was working in Shreveport. And by the way, since I graduated from school, I've worked every single Christmas. And that includes this Christmas. I will be working this Christmas. But I remember my boy crenshaw who was on the show he was still on campus he was the he was literally like the only pe- person left on campus because he graduated because he hasn't even graduated yet but i just remember him being on campus and i was like fuck that crenshaw we're gonna do crispy by ourselves we go i'm gonna come get you because when i was Cause he was in, still in Gramley, but i was in shreveport and shreveport was literally an hour away and i just remember like picking crenshaw up as soon as i was done from work and i was like we gonna do this nigga? you know what i'm saying we here we here and <laughs> nothing was open i had no food and i was like damn should have thought this all the way through you know what i'm saying but there was one spot that was open and it was this Chinese buffet, and like literally, I have never seen so many interracial couples in my life. Like all in one sitting, there was like a black and a Mexican, a Asian and a Mexican, a black and a white, a white and an Asian. It was like all these interracial couples. And I was talking, I was talking to Crenshaw, I, I was like. Yo, how much you want to bet they got kicked out of the family dinner? As a matter of fact, how much you want to bet they stormed out of the family dinner? Like, you know what, mom? You're not going to disrespect Tyrone anymore. Get your coats, kids. Get your fucking coats. We're out of here. We're out of here. We'll have Christmas by ourselves. You know, or they probably did some like dramatic white shit. Like, I don't have a family anymore. If Tyrone can't be a part of this family, then I don't want any part of it at and you know all the white people were like huh well fine then you can leave leave if you want to and then there was like a black and asian couple and i was like damn that was probably like a hell of a awkward christmas dinner like you show up you know with your black boyfriend or like your black husband or your asian you know wife At the black dinner. At the black Christmas dinner. Like this is probably the one that you snuck off. And got married. You know and married and didn't tell nobody. I can just see it happening right now. And so it literally felt like. It was like a dinner full of outcasts. At the Chinese buffet. On Christmas day. (laughs) Yeah. You know and I made Christmas work work for myself. Because when I moved to Vegas. Literally my mom would just come. She literally came. I was in. I lived in Vegas for three years. My mom literally came and visited me every three years for Christmas. Because basically, because she just wanted to be in Vegas. I mean, like, why the hell not? It'll just. She she's not coming to Denver. She only like Denver, you know. And I feel her. You know, if somebody were to ask me, how do I feel about Denver? I would give them the most PC answer in the planet. So, which would be, I am learning to love Denver. So if you were to ask me why I moved to Denver, I would say it's because I had a great opportunity to advance my career. It's a great opportunity to do that in the beginning. But. 2019 wasn't terrible. You know, some of the good things that involved 2019 one, I traveled all across the country for job interviews. I was getting flowed out like a future thought. You know what I'm saying? So that was one good thing. Um when I moved here to Denver, I had family here as well, family that I haven't seen in years. So it was great for me to do that because I was I'm an only child. And I basic in in Chicago, it's just basically me, my mom, my dad, my grandma, and my aunt and a few of my very, very close friends that I call as my sisters. You know. Shout out to Abby, Ashley, and Shantanae. You know, them my dogs. Like they're literally my sisters in my eyes. So it was just really just me, though, at the end of the day. Oh, and I went to homecoming. I forget. I went to the Graham for the first time. It was the first time I was back on campus in like five years. I saw a lot of good old friends, and your boy was getting chose. Female saw that hair. You know, they was touching all the hair. They was playing with their hair. You know, come on, man. Girls, get the girls, huh? 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 All right, all right, all right. All right. I'm sorry. But in the words of Cardi B, I was, I was looking like I caught a lick. Woo! The rest?
1: Uh, mm.
0: So how did 2019 literally start? Oh, 2019 literally started with me getting my license suspended <laughs> in, the, in the state of California. And then I had a warrant out for my arrest because I was riding dirty. My tags was expired. Couldn't drive around because I had no insurance. No no updated registration. So that wasn't looking good in the relationship at all. It didn't make their relationship drama better. It didn't ease it up. No. I started off with some immature bullshit. I was mad irresponsible and homegirl did not like that at all. And I feel her. I really do, you know. But um as I was working to get the money, you know, to save up and all that, right in the midst of that, when I was doing it, you know, we were it, it was still up and down, still up. It was still bad. It was still bad. And like I just remember, I had like shit. I even had to go to therapy. That was like the first time I went to therapy in a long time because I was mad stressed. My my old job in Vegas was up my ass. <laughs> like I was really struggling there, really struggling, and I struggling in my relationship, and I remember right when I got out of that therapy and I was like, finally, you know here's my self confidence then all of a sudden, I take off thanks not Thanksgiving day I take off Valentine's Day. It was the first Valentine's Day I really celebrated with a girlfriend. Ever. Yeah. Usually I cut them off right before the holidays. Just saying. I didn't want to spend no money. But uh, this was the first time I did that. And I remember taking off. Calling off work. And my boss is not happy that I called off on Valentine's Day. He said I could, Basically, they didn't like that at all. And that next Monday after right after valentine's day because valentine's day fell on a friday uh this year and i came into work on monday my boss calls me into her office and says yo we're not gonna renew your contract because i was under a three-year contract in las vegas to work at this news station at the cbs station and she said we're not gonna renew your contract i was like what yeah and she told me this in february and my contract expired in june So praise the Lord that she told me four months in advance so that I can have enough time to find a job, because most people, they'll let you know in two weeks or hell, even that week. Or she could have just fired me that day. So did she technically terminate my contract? No, but I believe there are different ways to let people know that you're fired, you know, (laughs) and that's the way I took it. And literally. That following week she told me that they weren't that i was basically fired on monday and then seven days later my relationship ends crazy and then it was just like a oh a wild whirlwind so i lost a lot in 2019 i lost my job i lost my girl hell i even lost my best friend you know and i lost the different podcasts because i had a delta podcast going on i lost a lot but i remember right after i had that conversation with my boss you know about me getting fired and shit (laughs) i literally prayed to god and i said god anything that does not belong in my life i ask you to remove it i know it's gonna hurt But remove it, Lord, please, because I can't take it. Like, if you're just going to do it, just get it over with. Just get it over with. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. And he did. And I was like, really, God? I've been praying to you this whole time to rectify my situation with my girl, my job, and I ask you about this one thing, and you just do it. Hmm. I see. I see. So clearly, I was praying for the wrong thing. Hmm, Lord. Clearly, I should have been praying for a stronger back instead of a lighter cross. Hey, now. Sorry, Lord, didn't mean to do all that. But by the summertime, me and my ex tried to work things out again, but it didn't happen. Hey, things happen. You know what I'm saying? It's nobody's fault. And hey, I have no ill will towards her at all. By September or August, yeah, by August, I was completely free and single of everything. And I had to go through that hurt and that pain all over again. And I hated it. I really did, you know. But, but, I could not have been more thankful than in my entire life for all of that bad shit. Just because I said 2019, just because I said I didn't like 2019 for Doug does not mean that I am grateful for it. I am super grateful for all of the bad shit that happened to me. So it can teach me how to appreciate the good and how to spot out the negative shit when it comes my way. I really do thank God for that. I really do, honestly, wholeheartedly, I do. So, the song of the week that I'll be breaking down is gonna fit perfectly, perfectly into what I was just going on this whole soapbox about. So buckle up because I know you hear those pianos in the background, I know you do. But just know, I am here to play songs that embody struggle, passion, pain, and pleasure. And this song does exactly that. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Kanye West, Runaway.
1: As you can.
0: And the reason why this song is so perfect in regards to me reflecting on 2019 is because it's literally, this song literally talks about not just a love interest, because a good portion of my 2019, at least the first half of it dealt with love for me but it also talks about facing your insecurities you know what i'm saying and really diving deep into your baggage and the real shit (laughs) that you're going through in life and that we face as humans and the reason why i chose this song is just for that now runaway just a little backstory before we dive into doug's personal emotions and feelings and whatnot runaway comes from my beautiful dark twisted fantasy kanye's album and uh, this song this album literally came at a time where kanye west was really being scrutinized in the public eye you know, he this was this is right after he jumped on stage and stole the mic from Taylor Swift and said that Beyonce had the greatest video of all time and he was drunk at the VMA's.
1: Yo, Taylor, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time.
0: He had a dick pic floating around the internet and President Bush not President Bush, President Obama called him an asshole. SNL did a whole skit on him because you know, that's what the song power. He even like t- takes a shot at SNL
1: I'm
0: So Kanye was going through a whole bunch of shit you know and uh, everybody was coming for him but what did he do he did what he does best which is make music he literally went to hawaii and just recorded this album he stuck to the music he didn't let all of the negative press get to him he just did what he does best and that is make music he did nothing else he's st- He vented out all of his frustrations into making this masterpiece. So when I first heard Power, I remember when it first came out, I was like, damn, Kanye coming hard. Boy, I am excited for this album. I can't wait. I can't wait. And lo and behold, he gave us a masterpiece. So with Runaway, it was like you knew that Kanye was on a different level. You could tell where his mind was going, because literally every single Kanye West project is completely different. You know, Yanni doesn't sound like Waves or Life of Pablo. Life of Pablo does not sound like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy doesn't sound like. 808s and heartbreaks it has similarities but it's completely different and it damn sure don't sound like uh Jesus it damn sure don't sound like that so you can tell that Kanye was on a different wavelength because we were first introduced to him he was this backpacker you made hip-hop made good old-fashioned hip-hop beats but he rapped too You know, so he was like this hip hop guy. But with my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, it was like he broke the rules. Everything shifted. And this song contains three main samples, three key samples. Because in the beginning. Matter of fact, let's start in the beginning with the pianos, huh? Because I'm getting way ahead of myself and the pianos are so important. It's a very important part of the song the piano is very deceptive right it when you first hear it it sounds a little off and weird why does it sound a little bit off and weird because it falls on the two and the four beats if you know basic music right you have four beats per measure and most of these songs that you hear fall on the one and the three those are known as like your strong beats or whatever but this one for the pianos, it falls on the two and the four. So like we're trained to hear shit fall on the one and the three. So for example, Power, that song falls on the one and the three. The um, a, that literally falls on the one and the three. Now I'm no damn musical expert, but God damn it. I just have to point this out for y'all to get this. So let's take a listen to Power and I'll count y'all in. One, two, three four one two three four one two three four like i said not a damn musical expert but i hope you can hear the difference so here's the piano when it comes in right so i'll count y'all in for this one two three four one two three four so if you're listening right the beginning it's falling on the one and the three so let's fast forward a bit and i'll count you all in one two three four one two three four you hear that right it sounds like it's on the one and the three but unless you like make a conscious effort to hear those beats on the two and the four in the introduction you'll never really get it because our ears are trained to hear songs on the one and the three now let's get into the samples right because the pianos like, it wasn't just made up by Kanye. This came from, it's very similar to the old classical music piece. And, like, it, it's, God, I can't even remember the fucking name of it. And I, I can't even spell this nigga's name. God, these damn Europeans. But anyway, it's. Very classical. Like, this song is a mashup of just a whole bunch of different things. You know, it was originally produced by Emil And once Kanye, once he brought it to Kanye, all Kanye did was say, he listened to it, the whole song. And was like, all right, let's throw it in the studio. Let's get to work. Because if anybody knows Kanye West, he, like, he takes a beat from, like, different producers. And he, like strips it down and makes it into his own. And like rumor has it that he he completely freestyled this song. He completely freestyled it, including the piano part, you know, where he grabbed all his producers and had them play that intro, this piano part, for 15 times just so that you can get into it and just so that it can throw the listener off, which is why the piano sounds offbeat and off key a bit. And including the song, because he's slowly training your mind to get ready to listen to something completely different. That's why when you hear the drums, it's sampled from Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth's The Basement. And in the intro, where he's hearing that, look at you, that's actually uh, a piece from Rick James' live performance of Mary Jane. You know the song, Mary Jane. And like during the whole little breakdown part of his set, he's saying, look at you. And he just takes that one part and adds it to the song.
1: Look at them shine, Woo! Look at you.
0: So now it sort of sounds like that he's being ridiculed, that he's being made fun of when you're hearing that look at you. And of course that ladies and gentlemen part. Look at you.
1: Look at you. Look at you. Look at you.
0: That's also another work part from Rick James' live album, when he did his live album at the Apollo. And you hear that, ladies and gentlemen.
1: So now, ladies and gentlemen, it is start time. Are you ready for start time?
0: And uh, drums come from the legendary, the iconic duo P-Rock and CL Smooth's song, The Basement. Now, some would call this Song a Masterpiece because it's literally pulling elements from all musical range. It's not just solely hip-hop, it's not just solely classical. He's he's giving us classical, he's giving us funk, he's giving us hip-hop, rap, singing, all into it. And this was all inspired by the controversy that Kanye was going through. Now, I'm not saying that I went through controversy, (laughs) when I was creating this song or excuse me, when I started this podcast or at this time because I definitely felt like I was under ridicule you know, during 2019. I felt like 2019, I was literally explaining to people on why I am like why I'm the person like why Doug is Doug I have never had to explain myself so many damn times and especially (laughs) and i'm not just talking about in my relationship but i'm talking about my job i'm talking about with my friends like i just remember especially when i was work trying to work it out with my ex you know in my last relationship when we were trying to like you know figure things out And I just remember I got to a point, I was just like, yo, (laughs) what, why am I always explaining myself? You know, like, why about, and I was like, I get I'm not perfect. I know I'm not. I know I'm not perfect at all. But why am I constantly, constantly feeling like I'm being interrogated or on the defensive like, you know who I am. You know what I'm saying? We decided to work this out again together. What, what What is there to question about? Because I didn't question nothing. You know, I'm the kind of thinker who just goes and do it. I, I don't, since I'm an overthinker, like, I will think my way out of legit happiness. I will think my way out of getting something that I truly want in this life, in the world. That's the kind of person I am. So I just have to go and do it. And if I mess up, then I mess up, but I own it and I live with it. And I make sure that I don't repeat the same mistakes. And for Kanye, what he decided to do was, he vented out all his frustration, all his anger, his defensiveness, his insecurities, and put it into this album, put it into My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and especially and run away because the song. He immediately starts off the song by portraying himself as the bad guy by saying, I always knew there was something wrong. even putting up with my shit just way too long. He's the quote unquote bad guy. And instead of him running away from it and being defensive, he embraces it by giving a toast.
1: Let's have a toast for the Let's have a toast for the assholes. Let's have a toast for the scumbags. Every one of them that I know is having toast for the jerkos. Gotta never take work off. Maybe I got a plan. Run away as fast as you can. you can. find pictures in my email. I sent this bitch a picture of my dick.
0: Now I know that's a hell of a way to stop, but I had to stop it right here because he literally pushes her away. He literally pushes his significant other away now i know people who have either pushed people away or who have been pushed away because that person is an asshole a douchebag a scumbag you know and that's why he says baby i got a plan run away as fast as you can because i don't know how to properly break up with you so i'm just gonna push you away and i'm just gonna keep being me i'm gonna keep being this insecure guy who's sending dick pics, you know, quote-unquote cheating on you. If I could break down lyric for lyric what this song means, it would take a long-ass time, (laughs) you know. But during Kanye's part where he's rapping, he's literally the asshole. He's literally the bad boyfriend, you know. And I know I've pushed people away. And I've been pushed away. Not because I've cheated. I've never cheated a day in my life. But it's interesting because he literally becomes this bad guy. And he does it, he embraces it. You know, that's what we call accountability to a certain point. But the best apology is through your actions, it's by showing it in your actions, not just by words. You know, and if we immediately jump to push a tease part, he immediately kills it because his verse talks. He now he's the bad guy as well. And when Pusha came to Hawaii to do this song with Kanye, because Kanye made this album in Hawaii where the producers gave him the beat and he just completely stripped it down and turned it into his own because that's what Kanye does. He literally grabs a bunch of different producers and makes it into his own, including an artists, and he finds a way to point them in, to put them in the song. And at the time, Pusha was going through his own relationship scandal. And Kanye wanted him to be the asshole. He literally told him, was like, yo, let me produce you. I want you to be the jackass in this shit. And Pusha was like, I don't know if I can do it. He literally rewrote his verse four times because he was like, I don't want to pull from this part. I don't want to do this. So what he did was, every time Kanye kept making him redo it, Pusher said, fine. He went to his nice little corner, got his mind together, wrote the verse, and absolutely killed it and became that, quote unquote, asshole.
1: Pussy stays on my mind. I, 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 did it. All right, all right, I admit it. Now pick your next move. You can leave or live with it.
0: Oh, I love a good shit nigga line. You heard him. He said, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I cheated yeah, I fucked up. Now what you going to do? You going to leave me? Cuz I can tell you exactly why you won't leave me cuz I pay for all this stuff. I pay for all this shit. It's a
1: wide with that motherfucking top off. Split and go where, back to wearing knockoffs, hi, knock it off, Neiman's shop it off Let's talk over Mai Tais, waitress, top it off Holes like coaches wanna fly in your Freddie Locust, You can't blame when they ain't never seen Versace's sofas Every bag, every blouse, every bracelet comes with a price tag, baby face is
0: Isn't that sad? He literally is admitting that he's a cheater But he was just like, yo, what's he gonna do? You gonna leave? You know? You're just like the rest of these women. You're just like these women who just are in it for the money anyway. So knock it off. Get over it. We know why you're really here. So let's just go ahead and keep doing what we're doing. All right? Don't even trip. Don't even worry about it. I'll pay for it all.
1: You should leave if you can't accept the basics Plenty holes in a ball of nigga matrix Invisibly set, the Rolex is faceless I'm just young, rich, and tasteless Pee. Never was much of a romantic I could never take the intimacy
0: Now this is where my lyrical breakdown Ends right here Because this song is literally 8 minutes long And I'm already over time than I thought I'd be But when Kanye says, never was a ro- much of a romantic, I can never take too much of the intimacy. Can never really take the intimacy, whatever. He's saying he's not intimate and he doesn't, and he's not a romantic. Those are very common signs. That's a very common sign of insecurity at its finest, where it's just like, I, I, I'm not going to do this. You know, I'm not a romantic. You know, <laughs> it's like the difference between fucking and making love. You know what I'm saying? It's you're afraid to open up. You're afraid to show the really bad, you know, the good and the bad of you. All of you. It's scary. I'm not going to act like, you know, it's the easiest thing to do in the world because I feel like people who always, always fall in love, like all the time, to me, it shows that you're not as in love with yourself you know you're in love with the idea of love or somebody else than rather being in love with yourself you know what I'm saying and those are things that you really have to be very mindful of and especially if you're dealing with someone who's openly saying that you know or they show it to you in their body language you know on when they can't be intimate you know or romantic you know i'm not saying you got to be wine and dine but at a particular point you have to you know give your all because how can you truly be that person in a relationship how can you truly have all this shit that you want and that you see in this fucking disney channel or these tyler perry movies if you're not really in tune with loving yourself you know or fully securing yourself now granted insecurities do not go away but you have to face them why run away from that why run away from it when you know if you could conquer it that something greater is on the other end why do that you know I've literally dealt with people like romantically who would rather not feel and where they have literally poked and pointed, picked out my insecurities, you know, where they would rather tell me what's wrong with me instead of working through it or just literally being there for me. You know what I'm saying? Like so that's what we call projecting. It's like you're so busy pointing out somebody else's flaws when you can't even look in the damn mirror yourself. You know, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna push you away. Not me, but that's what the person's gonna do. who ra- who would rather pick and pick and pick and pick and pick at your own insecurities? I'd rather do that. That's what they'd rather do. And that's what Kanye's saying throughout this song, when he's just saying, run away from me, baby, run away. Cause I'm going to keep pushing you away. I'm going to keep cheating. I'm going to keep being an asshole. I'm going to keep saying some nasty, mean and rude shit. So just run away. Have you done that? Have you pushed people away? Has somebody, has somebody pushed you away? So now, you have trust and intimacy issues that you've never really dealt with. Is that you? And it's okay. Because guess what? It's been me several times. I've pushed people away. I've been pushed away. i <laughs> I conquering my trust issues right now. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way... Life happens sometimes. And that's literally what 2019 was for me. Ridicule. Being pushed away from somebody that I would give my all to. And she wouldn't even give me half of that. So, that's all the time that I have for this song breakdown. Round of applause, round of applause, round of applause. And FYI, the people that I may be talking about you know from our previous relationships it's really no ill will towards it man even in my previous one it really isn't this is just me relating to it you know because during these times that's what music does music it like brings out a different sense in you it makes you think in a different way and sometimes it hurts sometimes it it feels makes you feel good it brings up good memories and bad memories and sometimes just memories you know what i'm saying so instead of me playing three songs from a brand new album that i want you all to hear i'm gonna break it down like this i'm gonna give you three of my favorite songs of 2019 so My favorite R&B song of 2019 comes from no other than Snow Allegra, and it's called I Didn't Mean to Fall in Love. And it's off of my favorite R&B album of 2019, Ugh, Those Feels Again. That's right. You heard me say it right. It's called Ugh, Those Feels Again. I tell you all my
2: secrets, yeah, yeah. Loving you more each day. Oh yes, yeah, yes. Hard to heart, baby. You both love so hard. Emotional start, it feels I'll be so Oh, I forgive. cause here I am, I don't understand. No, how you just came around.
0: Song number two is my favorite rap song of 2019, and it is J. Cole's and Gangstar with Family and Loyalty.
1: Level, meant to be protected
0: Song number three that I'm going to play for you all Is from my favorite hip-hop album of 2019 And it's Rhapsody's Eve
2: my real And this
0: song is called to Cleo To
2: my enemies still love all day Everybody's still growing and learning themselves, right? My true star Yo Pondering, pondering how to approach Some of y'all sensitive, but y'all still need to know When the high bunch of sheep can have opinions on a goat how? We all on the same continent and off the same boat right. Remember early on, y'all ain't treat me all the same, no uh-huh. Used to question why the brothers even rock with me, foe uh-huh. Remember y'all wonder, used to wonder by wonder Question Why they ever want to push a black woman? Crazy. Niggas on my label who ain't want me in the front, and some sisters in the industry. I know y'all was front. I know it. Dressed too tomboy, rap too uh, lyrical. I can say more, the pain will bring a few tears uh, to you, huh? Me. I shed a few with boo bad in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, now I'm booed up, they boo who, cause I didn't fail. Yeah, yeah. Know who you are. I was told names never tell. The weight that I carried those summers, I'm never real. Now they say I ain't a leaf. <laughs> On to the next, I don't take time to address opinions That ain't 9th, Dre or Jay-Z Only rap radars, I need a them and the streets Be careful the validations y'all seek. Uh-huh. I've been in them offices, they don't look like you or me. I've been in offices that they look like me. I learned lessons about my essence and this industry. Uh. Y'all banked on the wrong ones, wasted your energy. Lost more interest, got me laughing at my enemies. <laughs> every door you close, every back you turn. Uh-huh. Can't keep me away from the life I earn. My rock bottom's still the high life y'all yearn. What ain't given, I had to take my turn. Give me that. Came yeah. back more ammo like Cleo to burn. Blah, 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 blah. nigga burn.
1: shit walk you dig if you aim you better squeeze will ones multiply chump niggas bleed you feel,
2: me? you feel me we ain't forgot about them shots jack they gonna be mad when i squeeze back oh. you bang. can
1: bank on that nigga 252 coming live from the boo basement for the big faces and why the hell
0: not? song number four just comes from my favorite overall song of 2019 this came out actually in late december of last year but it really took off in january and february and this is from a boogie with the hoodies hoodie season and it's called Come closer.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. Let's take a chat to a Uber. I know it sounds nice, ooh. You're gonna fall into my trap. You're gonna fall right through. Even when you with your lover and your phone's on mute. When I call you an Uber, you're going come right through. You could cry, you a river. If you lie, I won't forgive you. And I won't ever, ever trust you.
0: I know I said I was going to play three songs, but I had to do four because I really loved Hoodie Season and this song. Not only because it is literally A Boogie's best album, but in 2019 we were kind of short on like good quality rap after such a strong year in 2018. Rhapsody and Freddie Gibbs held it down, but A Boogie started off the year just right with this song. And this song has my baby mother on here, Queen Nigel. Hey,
1: you All I ever needed was some closure. Come closer. All I ever needed was some You told me that you need some closure. I used to come over. I don't need to take no Uber. I drive a rover. Trying to grab me with a bag, with nigga, hold if you ever try to play me, nigga, use a hold up, hold up Always got what I wanted, never ask nobody for nothing I can take a trip to the islands alone But if you wanted, you gotta come with something new I don't know what's wrong with you So over your petty games, you're getting way too comfortable oh, 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 oh Getting real comfortable, treat me like a regular Don't bring out the worst in me when I bring out the best in y'all Boy, I ain't average, don't make me turn savage
0: So if you made it this far in the episode, I just wanna say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I hope you learned a little bit of some elementary musical theory. You know, just a little bit of musical education, just a little elementary style, you know, getting on the one, the two, the three, and the four. And most importantly, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. God bless y'all. Thank you so much. Remember, the Struggle Play Podcast is available on all digital streaming platforms SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, not YouTube, iTunes, everywhere you name it, but not YouTube. Just had to say that real quick. So, you know, you just type it in. And remember, the Struggle Play Podcast showcases an artist's passion, pleasure. Ha <laughs> ha! I said pleasure pleasure and pain peace and love my name is doug